An entitled client demands that I work more slowly, stating that they don't want to pay so much money just to try and get their project done. So I comply maliciously and I work slowly at their demand. But as a result, the client gets upset and demands that I pick up the pace, but still at half the price. Here's what happened. So this happened last year and I've been waiting months to share the inevitable fallout. So please enjoy this lengthy tale of corporate stupidity. I'll begin by saying I work for a software company. I was working on a project for a client to customize part of the software and stuff like that. The project was very open-ended, mostly because the client kept changing their minds about what they wanted, so the contract was time and materials, meaning that I had an hourly rate. I would log all the time worked on the project in half-hour intervals, and every week, my company would bill the client company for the hours spent on the project. The client said they didn't care how much effort it took, they just wanted a good product, and they wanted it before the end of the year, so they could present it at their big internal meeting. At the beginning, the project went great. Every week, I had a meeting with the client, and I would get feedback on the progress, as well as new requests that they might have. And then, I'd spend however long it took to implement the changes. I'd bill them 15 hours, 20 hours, 25 hours, or however many it had been. Slowly, over time, the client started requesting more and more. I told them during the meeting that certain features would require more days of work, and that changing things would require even more days that I gotta work on it. And so on and so on. But again, the client insisted they needed all those extra features. They also complained that the project wasn't advancing quickly enough and insisted they needed the project completed before the end of the year. I talked to my manager and explained the situation. To be able to finish quickly enough, I needed to work full time on this project. My manager moved my other projects to different people and we told the client that until the end of the year, I would work full time on the project to ensure that he would hit all the deadlines. The client was overjoyed for maybe about a month. The following month, the client was upset and is demanding to know why we're charging them so much. I pull out my timesheets and I explain that as agreed, I've been working full time and more on their project. Every week, I've logged between 45 and 50 hours of work and I have detailed notes specifying exactly how I've spent that time. I'm not particularly concerned about being accused of stealing time because I'm a fast worker and most tasks have been completed more quickly than the original estimates. Besides, I point out that I'm now working twice as many hours as before, so it's costing the client twice as much per week, but I'm also completing a task twice as quickly and will be finished in half the time. The client, unfortunately, doesn't appreciate my use of logical reasoning. They accuse my company of taking advantage, and they say that starting from next week, they no longer want to pay for more than 20 hours of work per week. I tell them, sure, we can do that, but it's October already and you want the project finished by the end of the year. Given the amount of work still left to do, I need more hours to finish it. The client doesn't let me explain and says that we're not to bill them for anything more than 20 hours per week. They will not pay us for more than 20 hours per week and they want this in writing or they will cancel the entire project. And my manager says, of course, the customer is always right. And this is where the malicious compliance comes about. So my manager sends the client an email confirming that starting from a certain date, my engagement with them will be capped at a maximum of 20 hours per week. He also attaches a spreadsheet of the estimated time to develop all of the new features of the project, how many hours I'd spent so far, and how many hours I projected to spend to complete it. And the client smugly acknowledges all of this. Before the end of the week, my manager gives me back my other project, as well as a new one. You see, at the time, we were understaffed because we were growing too quickly, and we were getting more requests for new projects that we could handle. So 
there would have been no point in stealing hours from this client and upsetting them when we could take a couple new clients instead and bill everyone for the actual work and keep everyone happy. So starting from next week, my new schedule is 20 hours with this client, 10 hours with a second client, and 15 hours with a third client. It works great for me, but it doesn't work for that one upset client. At our next weekly meeting, one of the features they requested isn't ready yet. At the following meeting, I tell them we'll need to move the deadline for the next milestone by two weeks. Then it's the beginning of December, and they ask me if I would be able to make some last-minute changes and still deliver the project by the end of the year. But I say to them, oh, there's no way the project can be finished by the end of the year. We have yet another meeting with the client and my manager. My manager asks why I'm missing this huge deadline. I say to them, do you remember when I was talking about all the work that I still needed to be done and how long it would take? In October, the project needed another 60 days of work. I worked 10 days in October and 10 days in November because you said 20 hours max per week. It's going to take another 40 more days of work to finish the project. It's now December. Even if I work overtime, there are not 40 days left before the end of the year. My manager is like, yep, that makes perfect sense. The client does the shocked Pikachu face. They act like this is the first they've ever heard about not being able to meet the deadlines, even though I've been telling them this for weeks. Unfortunately, they are the kind of person who never listens to what they don't want to hear. At first, they wanted the work done quickly, so they didn't think that if I worked more hours, I would bill them for more hours. Then they wanted to be billed for fewer hours, so they didn't consider that I would work fewer hours on the project and things would get done much more slowly. Unfortunately for the client, who would like to pretend like we're just springing this on them at the last minute, we had tons of emails to show that we had told them in advance. My manager's email back in October had even included an estimate of when the project would be completed based on number of hours worked per week. So needless to say, we were definitely covered if they tried to claim anything nefarious. Now, as for the fallback, the client kicked and screamed and demanded that I get back to work on their project full time, or even that my company should provide a second person to help me meet the deadline at the end of the year. It's January and the project is still unfinished, so you can probably guess how well that went. The client had to move the big presentation of the new software and was not happy about it, as well as having to explain it to their own CEO. But we told them very nicely in corporate tones to pound sand. I was already scheduled to work on other projects for the next few months, and it had been hard enough to put me full-time on this project the first time. My manager is not going to leave another two clients hanging, especially not to please this very upset client who keeps changing their minds and threatening to cancel their contract every other week. As a company, we do our best to keep the client happy, but there is a limit to everything, especially when someone goes out of their way to not listen when we try to explain how cause and effect works and how this absolutely is going to affect their bottom line. I always love stories when the manager backs up their people. I mean, the original poster has it right. If this client doesn't want them working more than 20 hours, well then congratulations, they're only going to work 20 hours and your project is going to suffer because of that. I mean, this guy was pumping out 45 to 50 hours a week for these people and it was still not good enough simply because they wanted to be cheap and they didn't want to pay for this guy's time and effort. And that's not fair in my opinion. The way these clients were acting was just so selfish. It's like they didn't even care about all the time and effort that goes into this and they wanted this done right away while also basically wanting to pay as little as possible. Which, guess what? Sorry, that's not how the world works. Like, you can't just go around expecting stuff to be done in a timely manner and then not pay people for their time and effort. That is oh so incredibly inappropriate. So good for the manager as well as the worker choosing to go the route that basically tells this client that no, you're not going to get 
get your way just because you throw a hissy fit. Because otherwise, they would have been taken advantage of for their time and effort. And that in and of itself absolutely would not be fair. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. This next story came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for being mad at my father and my stepbrother after they treat me so badly so consistently? And despite my best efforts, they simply can't leave me alone. They're constantly bothering me and they always blame all of their problems on me specifically. And I honestly don't know what to do. So I come from a broken home, but gained a mother figure that I was desperate for, along with her four children, whom I consider family, which was nice, considering I always wanted a big family and we were all around the same age. So we were all happy for our parents except for one, her youngest son, who we will call Kevin. That's not his real name. He was against our parents being together and for a while there, he was determined to break them up. Time goes by and our parents moved in together. Eventually, he, along with his older brother, moved in with us. At first, everything seemed fine. At this point in my life, I met my then boyfriend who would soon become my husband later on and we live in a trailer on the same property, thankfully with our own space but still too close for comfort. Randomly one day, Kevin texted me basically telling me to keep his name out of my mouth and how apparently I'm obsessed with him. When in reality, all I ever talked to him about was when he wasn't home because my husband and I needed to empty out our black water tank and the septic pipe was right next to his room. So out of respect for him, I had messaged him around the time that we needed to do it. That way we wouldn't have to warn him that same day that we needed to get this done. So this message came out of nowhere, at which point Kevin was also borrowing a 55 inch TV along with a mini fridge. So I requested these items back and he went on to accuse me of screaming across the property about him, which is also not true and how it's none of my business wondering where he is. At this point, with all these wild accusations, I cut off contact with him simply because of how disrespectfully he was talking to me. When Kevin returned the items, he left them in the middle of my parking spot so I couldn't park. My husband and I didn't have a place to put these items in our home, so we placed them in the garage with our other storage. Not even a month later, my husband and myself went to the garage for some other items stored there and come to realize that the TV was missing. We looked everywhere in the garage, thinking maybe someone moved it, but it wasn't there. So my husband and I had a gut feeling that Kevin took it given the circumstances. We peered through his window because he wasn't home, and lo and behold, there was my TV sitting in his room in plain view. So I approached my father because I didn't know how to approach the topic and he just told me that he didn't want to get involved. I then reached out to my stepmom, considering this concerned her son, at which point she wanted to be a part of this situation, considering she read the messages and knew what was said between Kevin and I before this all happened, at which point my father got mad that I involved him. He later went to Kevin and asked him if he had the TV, to which Kevin lied about all of it. That resulted with my father pounding on our door to yell at me for involving him and my stepmom and that Kevin didn't even have my TV, which I told my father that he was lying and that I saw the TV in his room. My stepmom then went to Kevin's room and saw that he did in fact have the TV, so she took it away from Kevin and returned it to us with an apology. More time goes by, at which point holidays come and go, and anytime we were around, he would glare at me and my husband as if we don't belong there. My father kept telling me that family is family and that we have to fix things with Kevin. We spent most of the time just avoiding each other, which worked for a while until recently things kind of went downhill. During the time, we were experiencing one of the worst storms in recent history on the West.
West Coast. Raining for days on end, wind so hard it shook our trailer. During that storm, I was home alone while my husband worked the graveyard shift and at about 1.44 in the morning, the power goes out, which didn't seem that out of the ordinary considering the storm. But because of the weather, it was a very cold night. About 20 to 30 minutes passed by and my phone is almost dead. Out of curiosity, I looked up the electricity blackout site to see how long we'd be out of power. But to my surprise, we did have power. So I went to check the plug in case the plug got loose or if it got unplugged somehow. But it wasn't. Still confused, I went and grabbed my keys, which I had a key to the main house, and went to check the power, which was on. Then I went to the breaker in the main house to see if the shed breaker flipped, which it didn't. At which time, Kevin just left the home. Frustrated, I went to woke up my other stepbrother by the name of Ryan to ask if he could call and ask if the door was unlocked so he could check the breaker for me. This was around an hour later of us not having any power. Ryan called his brother in front of me on speakerphone and asked him how long he was going to be gone as well as if his room was unlocked, which Kevin then said that the door was locked. For a bit of context, the access to the main breaker in the house was in Kevin's room. He then asked us why we wanted to go in there, so Ryan told him that I didn't have power and wanted to check the breaker, at which point Kevin said over the phone that he turned off the breaker and left because his room's power kept turning on and off. I heard this and was livid. Ryan told his brother to hurry home and hung up. Ryan agreed with me and said it made no sense to turn off the breaker altogether. Then, not even five minutes later, Kevin sends a text message to Ryan to go ahead and enter his room to turn the breaker on. Ryan went off to do that while I stayed in the main house. When Ryan returned, he told me that only one breaker was off and that everything was on in Kevin's room when he walked in. And I believe Ryan because I really don't think he would lie about this. I wanted to confront Kevin and so I talked with Ryan to see if Kevin would enter the main house, which he did. And when he did, I went off on him. I said to not touch the breaker or we were going to have a problem. And he right off the bat said, ew, don't talk to me. And then went on about how he turned off two breakers and then accused me of being obsessed with him. I told him the only reason I was talking to him is because he touched the breaker purposefully and that he was lying about the second breaker being off. He then accused me of going into his room, which I definitely didn't. And by the end of the conversations, he was calling me horrible names, only to then storm out of the main house. Sadly, at this point, our parents wake up confused on what's going on. So I tell them the truth, considering it involved access to my power, at which point they agreed Kevin shouldn't be touching the breaker box in his room. That was when Kevin came back in and started to tell them that he only turned off two breakers, at which point I told him to stop trying to lie. Then he in front of our parents called me some ugly names and told me to shut up. He then storms out and his mom tails him to yell at him. And my father then turned on me and began yelling at me because I was in the wrong. At that point, I stormed out and went back to my trailer because I was sick and tired of being yelled at for something that I didn't even do. My stepmom later apologized for everything that night. Currently, I haven't talked to my father in two weeks and I think I deserve an apology from him simply for him yelling at me about that incident. So it honestly begs the question, am I the jerk for not forgiving and forgetting this situation? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't think you're the jerk in this situation in the slightest. Your dad is clearly biased towards Kevin and Kevin is a weirdo. He is robbing you and your husband and he is literally turning off your power just to mess with you. And he's also making up these excuses claiming that you are obsessed with him in some way but in reality he's the one that's obsessed with you. And that's just creepy in my opinion. At least the stepmom is able to recognize that yeah Kevin's a menace and there's no reason for him to act that way so overall you are not the jerk but in my opinion if I was in your shoes I definitely would think about moving away from there that does not sound like a really nice living environment and if anything it sounds incredibly intrusive I mean just look at the way these people are treating you they're basically treating you like some kind of outsider when in reality you live on this property as well and you pay the bills to have your electricity up and no one has the right to turn off your breaker and only your breaker like that's just ridiculous in my opinion. So seriously, I would think about trying to find another place to live because this living environment is incredibly toxic and I truly think you deserve so much better. I'm considering breaking up with my boyfriend of eight years simply because he refuses to get a job and sleeps in 16 to 18 hours a day and I honestly don't know what to do. So let's call my boyfriend John. John is not his real name. John and I are both 28 years old and we've been dating for about eight years. Getting into the relationship, I knew John had problems with anxiety and and depression. In fact, it's so bad that he's currently on disability for it. When we started dating, I wasn't working full time because I was still finishing up school. We would spend a lot of time together and do a lot together when we started dating. From movies to video games to going to the gym, rock climbing, stuff like that. John hasn't worked since we've started dating and that was eight years ago. I deal with my own mental health problems but I have a full time job now. But nonetheless, I know everyone is different. John has never made an effort to try and get a job. Hasn't even considered it. Not even a part-time one, once a week, odd jobs, anything. It's never even considered for him. John also sleeps probably 16 to 18 hours a day and is up for maybe about six of those. He recently discovered that he has sleep apnea as well, which could cause all of this. The hours he's sleeping are the hours that I'm awake and the hours that I go to sleep are the hours that he's awake. When he's awake, he's either with his friends, going to the gym, or playing video games. He'll He'll be able to get himself up and out to go drink with friends once a week or so and he doesn't have a problem being social in that way but he can't find it in himself to be awake throughout the day to spend time together with me or to try and get a job. I don't make an insane amount of money so the cost of living is hard. It's overall manageable but it is still hard. I want a family so bad. I want kids but I can never bring kids into this world under the financial situation that we're currently in. I can't bring them in with John just 
sleeping around all day. I've had a lot of problems with John unrelated to this, but this especially is making it so hard for me to want to continue to be with him. I have so much love for him, and I don't want to see him hurt or struggle. I feel like it would be different if he was actively trying to get out there and work, or just working on his resume in general. It would also be nice if he had some kind of idea of what he wanted to do, whether it be work or even just going back to school or something. But still, despite everything, there's nothing going on for John. I barely talk to John all day. I feel like he's my roommate only. With all of our other problems, I just feel myself not loving him as much. I don't get excited when he comes to hug me. Instead, I get annoyed. And I just don't think that this is the way it should be. Like I said, I have so much love for him. I know he would be hopeless without me, and I don't want that. I feel like he would just get worse. I don't know if he'll be okay. I don't want him to struggle, and if we break up, I can't help him. Is it time to call it quits? Because there doesn't seem to be much of a change going on, and I honestly don't know what to do. It really does sound like your boyfriend is using you, and he is basically leeching off of you so that he doesn't have to get a job. Like, I totally understand he's on disability, and he can't work because of his depression. I totally understand that. I know other people who are in that situation. But in my opinion, that doesn't mean that you can just go around and sleep in 16 to 18 hours a day. Which, by the way, that's insane. Like, seriously, he probably needs to see a doctor. Whether it's sleep apnea or something going on with his body that's causing him to sleep all day. Like, there's no good excuse for that, in my opinion. And I totally understand that you have a lot of love for John, and you don't want to see him suffer or have to go through this breakup that you're considering, as well as him trying to find another place to live and stuff like that. But let's look at the facts for a second. At the rate you're going at this very moment, after eight years of dating this guy, you are probably never going to get married or have any kids. Like, just look at his track record. He would rather play video games or go to the gym or spend time with his friends than even give you the time of day or spend any kind of quality time with you. And that's just not fair for you in the slightest. Imagine that as a husband. He sleeps in 16 to 18 hours a day and he doesn't help you with your future kids. And without some kind of income from both of you, raising a child by yourself practically is going to be a nightmare. So if I was in your shoes, I would seriously be reconsidering this relationship. It doesn't matter how long you've been dating him. This guy is not stepping up and proving that he would be a good father. And that, in my opinion, is a massive red flag. And if I was in your shoes, that would be more than enough for me to say, you know what? Maybe this relationship really isn't the best thing for me. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.